Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. On this episode, is it possible that we see evidences of an early email? Stay tuned here on Inverse. Hey, it's Justin from Inverse, and we've got a whole series of topics prepared just for you, pertinent for young adults. And we want you to get even more involved in our Bible study. So we prepared a Bible study guide called the Inverse Bible Study Guide. And you can access it by going to inversebible.org. From there, you can see all of our topics and study guides and materials and blogs and whatnot. And study the Bible and join our conversation here on Inverse. Welcome everyone to Inverse. We are in the midst of a wonderful study on the concept of leadership, biblical leadership in the book of Nehemiah. Here in the studio with me are my friends, the team, the Inverse team, and we are going to read the Bible. We're going to laugh a little. We're going to pray a lot, mm-hmm. and we're going to study the Bible together. Uh, Kelly, can you pray for us as yes. we start? Father in heaven, we thank you for the gift of your word and the record of different people's lives that we can learn from and learn more about you as well. I pray that you'd guide us by your Holy Spirit right now. Please give us insight and may we see what you want us to see. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We are in in, uh, Nehemiah chapter 6 in Israel. Can you read verses 1 to something there? Uh, Now it happened when Sambalat, Tobiah, Geshem the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall and that there were no breaks left in it, though at that time I had not hung the doors and the gates, that Sambalat and Geshem sent to me saying, Come, let us meet together among the villages in the plain of Ono, but they thought to do me harm. So I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work and I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? But they sent me this message four times, and I answered them in the same manner. Then Sambalat sent his servant to me as before the fifth time with an open letter in his hand. In it was written, It is reported among the nations, and Geshem says, that you and the Jews plan to rebel. Therefore, according to these rumors, you are rebuilding the wall, that you may be their king. And you also appointed prophets to proclaim concerning you at Jerusalem, saying, There is a king in Judah. Now these matters will be reported to the king. So come, therefore, and let us consult together. Then I sent unto him, saying, No such things as you say are being done, but you invent them in your own hearts. For they all were trying to make us afraid, saying, Their hand will be weakened in their work, and it will not be done. Now, therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. Amen. Thank you, Israel. Sebastian, we've been going through a lot of different aspects in in Nehemiah. We looked at his prayer in chapter 1 and their building in in chapter 3. From chapter 4, what's going on here to set us up? Essentially, what's happened is now that they could not discourage them from starting the work, Mm. as they're building and as they're progressing, the opposition just keeps trying different angles to discourage them, Mm. to confuse them. So we we see they start with external opposition. They start ridiculing them. Then they move to threats and attacks. And we're going to there's rumors of violence, but God brings that to nothing. And they're building on the wall with, uh, you know, digging in one hand and a weapon in the other hand to protect themselves. And they're deciding to sleep there and not change their clothes. And then eventually we come to a point now where they're moving towards subtlety. 
Mm. It's like, we couldn't get you by compromise. We can't get you by threatening you. So now we're going to try to say, well, let's come together. Mm -hmm. Let's move in a position of unity and, hey, man, you're in danger. We should really talk about this. And mm -hmm. now it's all of a sudden that you've been against me this whole time. Now, all of a sudden, you're interested in coming. Yeah, we'll get into protection. the details of that. But Chapter 6 will be sounding a little familiar. Again, there's external opposition. Yes. If you know the structure of Nehemiah, and I'm into these, you know, structures, and I'm a nerd when it comes to this. Thank <laughs> you for that, for that right. affirmation. Yeah. You, <laughs> but you have uh, what we call a mountain or a chiasm or a subway sandwich. You have prayer in Chapter 1. You have revival in Chapter 2. You have a list in Chapter 3. You got external opposition in Chapter 4. And you have internal opposition in Chapter 5 where we see the character of Jesus, mm -hmm. and now we're coming on the other side of that mountain, coming down to external opposition. If you follow the chapters, after that will be list. another list, and then revival, and then a prayer, mm -hmm. and at, at the, the remaining chapters are what we just call an appendix. Just to, so it doesn't fit the pattern, so we just kind of attach it to the end. And, ah, uh, and theologically, it does make more sense as an appendix. So... Uh, don't laugh too early. Uh, anyway, uh -huh. let's go to chapter six. Let's go to chapter six, <laughs> verse, verse one. Uh, you see Sanballat, Geshem, and and the rest of our enemies. And uh, Callie, what what is actually going on in the plain of Ono? <laughs> Sorry. Um, what? What? Well, she's she's a little confused because uh, when you see Ono. You want to always say... Yeah, you do want to say, oh, no. Oh, no. Kind of like you saw Siku's name, but you didn't see Siku's name <laughs> in Scripture. Yeah. So they're trying to... Um, well, they're, they're reaching out to him to try to bring them together. Yeah. And um, as you say, like, it's not working, but they're still just trying to get him away from, away from the work, which is yeah. how he responds in verse 3. Like, I'm doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to... So they're not even, like, coming to him. They're like, we're over here. Come. Yeah. It's like, a little different. When you look at chapter 4, it's, in chapter 4, they're super angry they're in, they're attacking directly there's these death threats but in chapter yes. six there's this kind of little kind of a a change and saying hey we fought long enough let's let's come together and like this is Ellie. so straight up evil because if i were nehemiah like this is what i've been longing for mm. it's just like some peace and quiet mm. and so it's like okay so now like when you've beaten him in every single direction like i've tried to hurt you in all these different ways and now it's like i'm giving you what you want mm -hmm. it's just laced with poison mm -hmm. <laughs> so here mm -hmm. but and so also like we're like told to live in peace with people like as much as possible right when I mean, that verse comes later yes. but <laughs> but that idea of like live peaceably so it's like yeah nehemiah are you just making a big deal are you just like unwilling to be at peace with people or to forgive or to or forgive to believe that people can change you yeah know? I, I, so they're how, kind of playing maybe a Christian card here. Yeah. Let's, let's come together and, and talk. This, and this one would get to me the most because, I mean, it's just like, it'd be so easy to be like, am I am I the one causing the issues now? Because mm -hmm. I'm not willing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, clearly Nehemiah is just like, what, I don't time for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm not as strong as <laughs> Nehemiah. <laughs> well, Nehemiah is able to respond the way he responds. And, and I think this is the theme, at least in my mind, that continues to emerge because of chapter one. Mm. Nehemiah is convinced that what he is doing is the result of a God-given burden. Mm. And that speaks to us about the importance of vision, you mm. know, and having a vision that is firmly rooted in God and not in human understanding. Mm. I think if you're a human being, if your vision is like, if you have a vision to start a business and to, you know, make a lot of money, and then you kind of face this kind of opposition, at some point you're going to give up or alter or change or something because it's not worth it. You know, either that or you're going to give up too much for it. But Nehemiah has been convinced that the vision that he has is a God-given vision, and, and, it, and it allows him to reach a point where 
he's even willing to be misunderstood. Mm. Like you're thinking if you're if you're if you're uh, observing this from an outside perspective, you can be looking at Nehemiah like, dude, you, you have no, um, you know, there's no room for for change in you. You're very like stuck in your ways. You, there's no, you know, you're not willing to compromise with people. Like you're just a, a very harsh and hard individual. It's bad for PR. Yeah. His marketing skills are really bad. Social yeah. media is gonna, you know, go it's crazy not gonna on work you. for you. Yeah. Yes. And 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 the the the, uh, the jury outside of you is going to really side with Sam Ballard and Tobiah. They're saying like, hey, why don't you just pause for a little bit, take a break? They're not saying like, quit doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They're just saying, why don't you meet with us to and Ono to be able to talk about our differences. Mm-hmm. And and here we discover that Satan never gives up. Mm-hmm. Satan never gives up. His goal is to get us to stop doing the work. And Nehemiah is convinced that the work that he's doing is God's work and nothing is going to prevent him from stopping even the, even the attack of his own reputation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very interesting that uh, you see the nuance there in verse 2. In verse 2, let's see. Come, come together among the villages in the plain of Ono, but they thought, me to, or they thought to do me harm. Mm-hmm. I don't, how, where does he get that from? You know, he just, he gets this insight like, hey, let's go meet at the McDonald's. Oh, they're trying to kill me. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I come from the streets. Like, yes. if you, if somebody, if somebody is like, I've been trying to beat you down and they're threatening you and we want to fight and we want to fight. And yeah. then all of a sudden they're like, hey, let's come hang out. Let's go ball. Yeah. You're like, is that a trap? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. It's like, They've you've already been trying, their cards. Right. You've already tried to hurt me and you've been explicit. And intentional and blatant in your desire to do me harm, you've already set yourself up as my enemy. Why would I think this would be any different? There's one level of street smarts, and I got to give it to to Nehemiah. I mean, he's not only book smart; he's street smart, and he's yes. a little bit with it intuitively. But there's also spiritual discernment going on here. He's realizing he's in a great controversy. Right. Spiritual entities going on here, but also just from a logical perspective, the plane of Ono is far away. Yes. You know, if they're going to meet, why not meet in Jerusalem? Why not meet at some cafe at at, at noon? Mm-hmm. But no, let's meet at one o'clock in the morning in a street corner in <laughs> uh, the, the wrong part of town. I mean, there's something. <laughs> And, and clearly, Dumb about the invitation, and, yes. and what what are they clearly saying by that invitation? That I don't respect your work. Mm. I feel like this is more important because if you respected and truly wanted to protect Nehemiah and the work he was doing, you would have yes. said, "Hey, you know what? Let's meet there in Jerusalem when you guys are changing ships or something. Yes. We'll connect." But clearly, you're trying to set up a way of us coming together that hinders my work. I love the verse three. He says, "I am doing a great work." You know, mm-hmm. it's like I'm, like I'm not busy. I'm doing such a great work that uh, can't can't meet with you. I just I, I just love that. Well, Nehemiah understands uh, that delay is virtually defeat. You know, at the end of the day, if he if he even de- not not stops, but if he delays what he's doing, if he delays mm-hmm. doing the work that God has called him to do, virtually he's been defeated. Yes. And it's an important lesson for us to understand as leaders today that when God has placed upon us a burden, a work to do, we need to do that work. Now, we need to accomplish that work to its full completion. We, we need to not look at ourselves. You know, we, we yeah. face these kind of challenges all the time. We, we have internal Geshems and Tobias and some ballots. I want to do something great for the Lord. Well, you know, not right now. Why don't you go and first get trained? Yeah. Yeah. You know, why don't you go climb through some ladders and some hoops in order to reach a certain status for you to be able to do something? Why don't you come down to the plane of Ono? You have a lot of zeal. 
but you don't have a lot of maturity. And so all of these are internal Sambalats and Tobias. And what happens is that many times, many a time, God will place a burden upon a young person to do a great and mighty work for them. But this coming down to the plane of Ono will prevent them because they're thinking, let me, let me delay to a better time, to a better moment. Let me delay to a point where I can convince my parents that it's better for me to do a ministry than it is to be a physician. Mm-hmm. Let me delay, let me delay. And in delaying, Satan has defeated us. Yes. And Nehemiah understands the critical principle that to delay obedience to the burden that God has placed upon our hearts mm-hmm. to do or to see that to its full completion is to be defeated. What you're saying is delay is a is another form of disobedience. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Delay yeah. is another form is of disobedience. disobedience. Yeah, no, I, I have two two sons, and I tell the first one to do something, and he ultimately ends up doing it. But his his way of defying the system, father, uh, is to <laughs> you know, yeah, I'll do it, but I'll do it later, and that that's the same as this disobedience, not doing it promptly. That's right. With the timing element, we're skipping to verse. Verse 15, I think. Uh, so the wall was finished on the 25th day of Elul in 52 days. Uh, if he were to go to Ono, that would take about a day. You know, with uh, checking into the hotel and getting getting into the conference, that's about another day. And coming back, that's another day. Mm. Uh, that would be like three days. Three days in a 52-day span. I mean, that's a significant portion of, of time, and especially he, he needs to obey God. I mean, he's, he's in a rush to get this done. Yes. Uh, and so we see this uh, timing element of obedience. When we come back after the break, we're going to see these, these, these are old tactics, but these are still modern and contemporary uh, things that we see today of how people attack the work of God. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey everyone, welcome back to here on Inverse. We're in chapter 6 of Nehemiah, and we're talking about the plane of oh no. You always mm-hmm. want to say to no. So I say, no, I messed you up. You always want to say, oh, say no, no, no to no. oh no. Or you want to say oh no to to. Okay, we'll stop. Yeah. All right, verse 4, <laughs> verse 4. Let's go to verse 4. Uh, the Bible says, but they sent me this message four times. I answered them in the same manner. That in itself is also a tactic of the enemy. Yeah. Yes. So one is compromise and and hey, let's let's have let's have some decaffeinated coffee together. But verse four is another one where like what's what's that tactic, uh, Sebastian? Well, you see that the, the devil is persistent. Yes. Right. You see, the enemy is not just going to ask you one time. Yes. A lot of times we can dispense so much effort, you know, getting victory over a test over a temptation one time that we, we think the devil's not going to come back again, mm-hmm. right? Even the Bible tells us when he tempted Christ in the wilderness, he left him for a time. When Joseph and Potiphar's wife were dealing with that situation, right, she came every single day mm-hmm. and asking until it escalated to a point where, you know, she pulled his garment and he ran out. This lets us know that we cannot feel comfortable in just one singular victory. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a persistent mindset that, I'm going to be faithful to the end, till this thing is completely over and done with, till the walls are completed, that's it. Mm-hmm. And, and having that power of focus on this aim that I have, this burden that God has put upon my heart, it compels me to say that I must keep this aim steadily in view and I must now allow nothing 
to deter me from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so just as they're persistent, I need to be just as persistent. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the tactic that many times overcomes us is the fact that we constantly get worn down, mm-hmm. wear the person down, and then eventually they're going to just... And you see that you see that many times in Scripture. I mean, the, the Christian church, you know, was under attack for such a long time. You study the book of Hebrews, it's like they're just worn out. They're like, you know what, we've lost it. And, I mean, same thing at home, you know, with the kids. Like, yeah. my kids oh, over yeah. and over, hey, can I get this? Can I get yes. this? Can I get this? And after the one millionth time, you're like, you know what? Just get it, man. Just get out of here. I'm like, I want some peace and quiet in my life. What do you want? You, I'll give it to you, you know? And so um, here you have, and I think Sebastian uh, expressed it beautifully, what happens is Nehemiah is so concentrated on the vision that God has given to him, and this is the only answer to having the strength to endure all the way into the end. Mm-hmm. And if, if we lose sight of the goal before us, we're going to be worn out and we're going to eventually give in. Mm-hmm. You know, I also see, maybe you can take this principle a little bit and, and broaden it, that Satan attacks not just one generation, but multiple generations with the same thing. Yes. And then the, the, he's persistent. Mm-hmm. And then it's the upcoming generation that's coming, and they're getting tired. And they don't know the context of previous generations. Yep. They're like, well, we've been fighting over this one thing for hundreds of years. Let's just give in. Yep. And not knowing, and so they get tired. And that's something that, I, that the, the next generation, the younger generations, mm-hmm. have to be cognizant and sober with. Yes. That as truth is passed down, as, as responsibility is passed down to the next generation, it's not about also assuming positions of power and mm-hmm. responsibility, but right. to, to maintain that, that resistance yeah. and, and stance of why did previous generations feel that way? And oh, they're just old or they were ignorant. That's I mean, that's right. kind of an arrogant it, position. To and take. it creates so much tension because if you just had the trust mm. in that previous generation, yes, you may disagree with certain things that they did or how they went about it, mm-hmm. but you had to trust at least their heart. You have to at least give them the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. to say, listen, they answered in this manner for a reason. Mm-hmm. And granted, I may not have said it in those words. I may not have done it in these contexts or opposed it in that way, but I, I love the point that you're bringing up because generationally that lets you know that because the devil transcends that, yes. he recognizes like, well, if I create distrust between this younger and older generation, then I'm going to win them right. simply because of your mistakes and because right. of your imperfections. Right. But it's like, listen, he answered in the same manner every single time. And if we can convince the next generation to provide that same, you know, um, standard, then you prevent the dark ages, right? You prevent the decay of the church morally and spiritually in its power. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, a, I've, there's a lot of deep significance to that, you know, that phrase, he answered in the same manner. Mm. Like, if, if, so, if someone continues to bother you with the same tactic, I mean, that's, that's, that's going to, in most cases, it's going to make you more escalate mm-hmm. your response. Mm-hmm. I told you no. You know, listen, we've gone over this 50 times. I already said, no, leave me alone. You know, right. I mean, this, this could escalate. Yes. But Nehemiah, I think, in, in the way he answers them, the very same, the very same manner every time, he, every time they come, it's like his mind has been made up. And I think it's significant that as a leader, he's like, look, every, every single time you come to me, you can expect this very same answer. You're saying not this, even the same words, but in the same attitude, yeah, and same the same manner, the same approach. So he's not yeah. just cut and paste the email, but he's actually saying with the same sober attitude, 
I am doing the great works. Yes. Yes, 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 I appreciate that. Right. Now, verse 5 is where it gets a, into a, a slightly different tactic. Uh, in verse 4, four emails were sent. In 5, we see the fifth email. <laughs> then Sanballat sent his servant to me as before, the fifth time with an open letter in his hand. So let me ask you the question, what in the world is an open letter? And let's talk about that a little bit. Callie? So an open letter, well, you kind of alluded to it earlier about it being an email. email. Mm-hmm. Am I going to take your point if I say it. So it's kind of like you mean CC'd on an email, carbon copied (laughs) of this idea. So it's open, meaning anybody can read it. So the messenger can read it. Messenger can share it with his messenger friends. Mm. He can show people as he's walking. Mm -hmm. Like anybody could see it. So it's a good way, well, and a bad way to to share like gossip and ideas. So, I mean, in, in what they're saying here, this is an invitation. This mm. is straight up slander. <laughs> this is like the most conniving, convoluted. It is reported among the nations. Social media, like a spin. Okay, read it, read it. Verse, <laughs> verse uh, six. Yes. So it is reported among the nations. And Geshem says also <laughs> that you and the Jews. Geshem says it, then Geshem we says know. this happened. It's, it's really, this yeah, is like the most gossip-centric way to say that. Yeah. <laughs> that you and the Jews plan to rebel. Therefore, according to these rumors, you are rebuilding the wall that you may be their king. And you have also appointed prophets to proclaim concerning you at Jerusalem, saying, there's a king in Judah. Now these matters will be reported to the king. So come, therefore, and let us consult together. Yeah. So threat, 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 threat. This is why we're trying to help you. This is what they call uh, a frenemy, yeah? I yes. mean, like, hey, no, we're enemy. here to help you. <laughs> this is what the rumors are, and you yeah. got some bad stuff. And maybe not maybe not an, a CC on, a, on, a, on an email, maybe just a, a, a social media post. Yeah. Hey, Sebastian. Like, hey, what's going? I'm, I'm posting on your on your wall, and you're yep. like, hey, it's been retor- reported, and Callie told me, and if Callie <laughs> told me, then we know it's I mean, true yep. that uh, you know there's something you you've been something something going on here, and then and it explodes, and everyone's going to read your wall and be like, even though it's a rumor, it makes me me look good, right? Because I'm here to help you out. But there's doubt cast upon. No, I think Sebastian. like I mean. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's so obvious what they're trying to do though. And even if like you are well meaning friend, be like either Justin's really dumb for doing that mm. or Justin is definitely a friend of me. Like he's being mm-hmm. like especially if I'm if I'm not friends with Sebastian, I'll be like, Yeah, go Justin. Yeah. But if I'm friends with both of you, it's like you are clearly trying to make him yes. look awful. There's nothing new under the sun. And here. That's really exactly not. what Old I was classic drama is modern day. And that's exactly what I was gonna say is that even in this time in ancient Israel, you have the power of the media. Mm. Just the idea that I can try to control this narrative and create a certain social pressure upon an individual to do an act. Oh, come, let's meet. It's a private message. Oh, you don't want to meet? Okay, I'm going to make it public, and now I'm going to use the media to pressure you to do what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. And that the, the idea of, like Israel said, how I'm going to be perceived... Will that affect people's ability and willingness to work with me in the future, the people who are following me? That, to me just goes to show you that even from this time unto our day, we see the same exact tactics being utilized to try to say, well, we should compromise because we don't want to be perceived this yes. way. Yeah. And I've always operated on the, the principle that I would rather be rude than be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I'm dealing with an individual and it's like, well, but that may come across as rude, but I don't want to be misunderstood as saying I agree with this or I believe this when I don't. But we're so concerned with, the idea of, well, I'd rather be misunderstood than be considered a rude person mm-hmm. or poor manners or that was an unkind comment. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I personally believe that many issues would be resolved and things would eventually work themselves out if there was clarity mm-hmm. rather than just, you know, congeniality and, oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're all kind and nice to each other. And it's, it's critical for if a leader is worried about their reputation and if that's the ultimate 
thing in their life to protect reputation. They can never be a strong leader. Mm -hmm. uh, Nehemiah, what's happened to him is essentially uh, Sam Ballant and Tobiah have said this, have, have, have uh, openly expressed a lie about him and have asked Nehemiah to defend himself. Mm -hmm. And Nehemiah does not take the bait. He says, look, you're wrong. You created this in your own heart. I'm going to keep on working. Yeah. Because what <laughs> Satan will often do is, especially to leaders, is he will put us in a situation, he will put leadership in a situation where you're forced to defend yourself instead of working towards the movement. Yeah. And, 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 and self-preservation is selfishness. Yeah. And Nehemiah is so engrossed, and this is what's crazy about him. It's like the guy is so focused on the mission that God has called him to do that he doesn't care about his reputation, he doesn't care about his job, he doesn't even care about his life. Mm. He's willing to do this. And, and this is all for the rebuilding of a wall, right. you know? This is not for like the expression of the kingdom of God is like unto a seed that's going to... Yeah, I mean, this is, not, this is not like the same exact mission that Jesus had. This is the rebuilding of the wall. I'd be like, mm -hmm. dude, you're rebuilding a wall. Like, go back and work. Go back to Shushan. You know what I'm saying? Go back and be the king's cupbearer. You gave it a good shot. You built it halfway through. <laughs> Listen, you, you did everything now except hang the walls. Right. You're cool. Like, just go hang meet the with them at Ono. The doors, yeah. yeah, and, and yeah, the doors. Hang the, <laughs> the windows. And so, you know, just go back. It's like, this is essentially done. Yeah. But, but, but Nehemiah is so ridiculously focused where he's saying, I will complete this to the end. I mean, this is the kind of crazy leader that God needs in his, done is his not, Until it's done, it's not done. Yeah. I mean, I love his, his reply in verse 8. My favorite. I mean, he just replies, like, no such things as you say are being done. <laughs> nope. You invent them in your heart. Click. <laughs> <laughs> just goes back and hammering uh, this thing. I just, I love it. It's, it's curt, it's so in good. a sense. And it's just, mm -hmm. it's just minimal, but it, he's just doing what he needs to say. So unaffected by their nonsense. I feel he's like a lawyer. You know, like a lawyer, a lawyer will write you a very super short letter. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to mess around. You no, know, like, no cordiality. It's just like, boom, nope. That's not true. According to Article 3, yeah. you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So let's, let's broaden out here. And there are many young people and many old people and many regular people who are discouraged with politics. Mm -hmm. Yes. And there is there's foolish, dramatic politics that's going on. Mm -hmm. But it's one way where the, the devil just kind of gets a whole generation discouraged and everyone just checks out of the of the main issues at hand. Mm -hmm. uh, but we see here that Nehemiah is in the middle of politics. Yeah. He's not politicking, but he's right. involved in the, in the dynamics of the different parties going around. And what are some things that we can say uh, to these individuals, young or old? Uh, yeah. I think more young people are discouraged by it, but there are plenty of old people who are turned off by it as well. How do we transcend see the larger issues at hand? I think keep working. You know, if you, you won't get discouraged as discouraged if you keep on working. Mm -hmm. And don't allow the polit politics. You should, you know, address the political issue, issues going on, but never allow politics to, to deter you or delay you from accomplishing mm -hmm. the mission that God has placed. Mm -hmm. And I would also add to that another D, right, which is don't allow politics to determine, right, what you do. Mm. Yeah. Because a lot of times people are changing themselves and changing their work and changing their expression in order to accommodate politics. Mm -hmm. Politics, ultimately, in my perception, is there's always going to be a distribution of power. Mm -hmm. And the recognition of that, as long as there's a distribution of power, a difference of power, there's going to be politics. Well, I want this position because that position has X amount of power and influence. Mm -hmm. And that's what ultimately politicking is. They see Nehemiah has power. He's motivating the people. He's rebuilding this, this, this group of people who represent the one true God. So 
understanding that dynamic and recognizing the simplicity of how I should be focused, which is this is my purpose, this is my mission, mm -hmm. and this is where God is leading me. Our takeaway here is do not get bogged down in the drama and the politics of the environment around you, and especially getting into self-preservation, but look at what are the main issues involved, and those main issues are determined by our relationship with the Lord Jesus. I hope you, you have been blessed by this conversation. I know we have. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you, see you next week here on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.